The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 116. Wednesday, November 12, 2008. It's The Ponch Stevenson Show, episode 116. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yes. And of course, the big news. The big news is Senator Barack Obama was elected president. Hello. Bill Maher, what do you think? No. I don't know. He's going to like it. Yeah, he was. Uh, Bill Maher was on Larry King the other night. And uh, he, oh, he wasn't like overly excited. I expected him to be more excited. I don't know. Maybe he's saving it for uh, this Friday's episode of Real Time. Yeah, but now the problem is like he, him, and John Stewart—they don't have anybody to make fun of anymore. Come on, we got to get angry at something. You know, a lot of people like you know. Obviously, on television, you saw them like celebrating and all that. But I was not going to do it. I I didn't have any bumper stickers. I didn't have any lawn signs, uh, nothing. I was not jinxing it. Hold on. Putting a sign out on the front lawn does nothing. Well, yeah, I know. If I'm walking down the street and I support, let's say, John McCain, and I'm walking down the street and I look over and I see your front lawn with a Barack Obama sign posted on it, that's that's not going to do anything. (laughs) I'm not going to change my mind because of a lawn sign. I don't know, but uh, or a sticker on a car on the back of a car. Yeah, and then they stay on the car for like twenty years. Or these doofuses that put them on like the road signs around here, and they're still on there. There's like uh, there's signs from like when Reagan was <laughs> running like thirty years ago. Like what? <laughs> you know, Mondale, eighty four. The, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I just, I wasn't going to go crazy. You know, I, I had a good feeling. I, I thought that, uh, I, you know, I've been studying the polls like every single day. So I, I knew where it was going to go. And, and you know, then the, the, the exit polls would come out. And, I, you know, I go on to like CNN's website. And what I was doing was I made a spreadsheet because I'm that neurotic. I took... The the website the best website during the campaign was uh, realclearpolitics.com. They had uh, all the averages of all the individual state polls. So I took all of those for the 50 states and Washington, D.C., and I put them in this spreadsheet. You know, Obama, McCain, how much support they had. And then I took, as each state polls closed, uh, CNN.com had the exit polls. And all these pundits were like, oh, you can't believe the exit polls are always wrong, blah, 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 you know. And so I I took the exit polls and I put them in the spreadsheet and I compared it. And I was like, I was shocked. John McCain, almost every single state the whole night, other than maybe three or four, the pre-election average of the state polls and the exit polls he got almost exactly the same number in every single state and obama got whatever he was going to get plus most of the undecideds that's good so that that was interesting because i 
I, I, uh, I, I did it, it, because like I saw the exit polls and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Obama's ahead amongst men and ahead amongst women in Florida, in Ohio, in Pennsylvania. I don't see how he loses. And then these idiots on TV, oh, no, uh, you know, uh, don't believe these exit polls. And, and John McCain, uh, the night, the day of the election was still, you know, my friends were going to win, my <laughs> friends. And, and my friends were going to beat that one. <laughs> no, he was starting to get a little desperate there at the end. I mean, he's screaming. I need your vote. I need you to go to every house. I don't care what you have to do. You have to kidnap the people. You take them out of their house. I don't care if they can vote. They can't vote. You take their dogs, their cats, their iguanas, and you make them all vote. I need votes. I have to say, look, I know we've been making fun of John McCain the past few episodes, and we don't really talk about topic uh, about uh, politics usually, but what was it? Uh, this this past Saturday night, John McCain was on Saturday Night Live. Yes, he was in the introduction. He was in the weekend update. Yeah, I have to give him credit. He was very good. Well, he's funny. Yeah, I mean, he should you know he should quit politics <laughs> and become a cast member. I mean, he's funny. His uh, timing was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no. You know what it was the? I mean, they they made fun of essentially everything about his campaign. I know, and he was good. <laughs> no, you know, it was good-natured on his part, and it was very funny, and he did the whole QVC bit, and, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I'm hawking Feingold. It's McCain Feingold. And, you know, but it, 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 the problem is, I understand, you know, Saturday Night Live, everybody watches it, but when you do something like that before an election, it usually tends not to work. <laughs> Especially a few days before an election. Yeah, and I mean, you're making fun of yourself. You're making fun of your entire campaign. <laughs> I mean, I know it's 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 in jest. It's it's a joke, but I don't know. It just it seems almost uh, counterproductive. I know, but like I said, it was very funny. It was, but he should be he should become a comedian. I'm serious. Look, I, you know, I think people had look, I think people had a, a good opinion of him uh, before then anyway. So I don't think that was really the problem. Um, whereas uh, Al Gore, who was who the media and uh, the Republicans, mostly the media, though, essentially made him out to be a robot. <laughs> Oh, an idiot robot. Well, and, you know, and and he just, you know, obviously didn't behave well. And then I remember he went on Saturday Night Live, like, uh, a couple years later and did that whole bit with the West Wing cast where, you know, he goes on the set and, uh, you know, they have the set of the Oval Office. And he he just sits there and they're like, hey, Mr. Mr. Vice President, we're going to get some lunch. He's like. That's okay. I'm just going to sit here for a while. <laughs> and he just sat there and, and it was like it was it was funny, but it was actually pretty cool that, you know, here he was sitting there. And he did like he like imitated Trent Lott. Um I forget who else he made fun of, but he actually hosted an episode. Oh really? Yeah, and it was really, really funny. And you know, it was kinda like, man, if this guy had done this before the stupid election, he would have won. Because despite policy, 
Al Gore lost because it's just a lot of people didn't like it. I know. It came down to personality. Yes, and, and on the election subject, well, you know, when I was talking about CNN, did you watch CNN with this 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 fake hologram that they had going? I wa- you know, I was watching MSNBC. Chris Matthews all night, you know, just like, ah! Yeah. Ah! Ah! Like, in the middle, like, some, this other guy is interviewing somebody, and Matthews is, like, on the other side of the set. And, you know, they're trying to have, like, an, you know, an interesting conversation on you. You hear him, like, from 30 feet away. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm like, that's not professional. Um, I, you know, people were getting excited. But so, yeah, so I watched MSNBC most of the night. Um, I didn't watch CNN Tuesday night. But the past couple of days, I've been seeing videos posted on the Internet. Because I didn't know. I didn't know that they were doing that. So I watched these videos on the internet and it, you know, of this supposed hologram technology, which it's kind of, it's not really. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's kind of cool, but yet also kind of useless at the same time. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people on the internet are all joking about it. And it, it just looked like the first, when I saw it, the very first impression I got, and of course you can't relate, you never saw the movie, was uh, in The Empire Strikes Back. In, in, the, in the beginning of that, uh, Darth Vader is talking to the Emperor, and it's the first time we see the Emperor, and he's, in, he's supposed to be in this like hologram, and it's like this really like glowing blue-looking thing that's all uh, distorted and all, but that's what the person looked like. Baby steps. This is the first step. But it wasn't it had nothing to do with holograms. I know. Oh well. Welcome to the Ponch Stevenson Show. Um, I saw this infomercial. Why? Not well. Not an actual thirty-minute infomercial. It was. It was one of those uh, mail-order commercials. The Garden Claw. Yeah, Garden Claw. The Of Glove. The Potato Peeler Glove. Whatever. So this one. The I fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> no. This one was very strange. The person was laying on the couch watching TV, wearing a blanket. It's like, are you tired of having to put a blanket on every time you sit on the couch to watch TV? And then when you want to get a snack or have a drink, you got to you got to wriggle your arm out from under the blanket. And then your arm gets really cold (laughs) because it's not under the blanket anymore. And then the blanket's always too small. So you got to keep, you got to, you got to crunch up your legs and curl into a ball. And (laughs) it's like, okay, where are you going with this? So finally they get, well, now there's the blanket with sleeves. Have you seen this? No, (laughs) it's a blanket with sleeves. So the person's like sitting there on the couch with a blanket, but the person's arms are sticking out of the sleeves. Isn't that what a sweatshirt is? Yeah, 
<laughs> and then and then the person gets up and walks around the house with this blind like <laughs> just put on a jacket or wear a robe. So dumb. And it was nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents. Like and, and if you order now, we'll throw in an extra blanket with sleeves. <laughs> really dumb. Pointless. Back on the election subject. I don't know. We we uh we were going back and forth with the dentists from uh, California, our friend uh, on our website. And uh, it, wait, yeah, could you get rid of that Palin picture for the sixtieth time? I did. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't ask for much. Oh, did you hear what she did the other day? Supposedly. Uh oh. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's all these rumors going about. It. Supposedly, the joke is, and I, I guess she did this, uh, there was a couple of, like, staffers or something in one of her hotel rooms one night, and or something like that, and she comes out of the bathroom, supposedly, wearing a bath towel and a towel on her head, like she just came out of the shower. Yeah. And that was it. What do you mean, yeah? So she got out of the shower. Yeah, wearing only a towel. That's what people wear when they get out of the shower. Rob, in a business, in a, a, for when you're running for a president or vice president, you don't come out of the shower only in a towel and talk to the people who work for you. Oh, she went, <laughs> she went, what? what do you think I'm talking about? She was naked, had only the towel on. And she gave an interview. No, there were people that worked for her. She comes out and goes, oh, I'll, I'll be ready in, in a few minutes. And it goes back in the bathroom or something. What do you expect from a hick? <laughs> yeah, well, so we were talking about like some of these ballots. You know, California always has like 9 million ballots on there. A ballot question. Which we call it. And uh, you know, one that I was happy about was uh, Proposition 2, which was an animal... Uh, uh, a treatment question or something like that, uh, which is, which essentially says that on these factory farms, you can't have, you know, 16 chickens in one cage and, 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 you know, the animal has to be able to stand up and move around and, and this and that. Well, that was one, a funny one though. And a couple of funny ones, both in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, one thing that fa actually failed in San Francisco was to legalize prostitution. That failed. So, uh, uh, as the, the great late, the late great Jack Wharton in Dirty Work, uh, would have said, Mitch, where the whores? Hey, it's one of my favorite movies. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then the, there was another one apparently was some kind of question of whether or not to rename some kind of sewage treatment plant after George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't pass. Ah, uh, they should have. Uh, I know. Get the George W. Bush sewage uh, treatment plant. Nice. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> That's about the only thing he's ever getting his name on. I can't even see him building a presidential library. What's going to be in it? Oh, comic books. No, I'll have all those children's books that I used to have where every other page is, is a picture. This is classic literature. 
You know how last episode 115 we were talking about um, Bill Cosby's son getting shot? Yeah. So I just thought of of the perfect movie, right? Remember how Bill Cosby starred in that movie Ghost Dad? Awful. Well, now they can do a sequel, Ghost Son. No. And have the ghost dad and the ghost son together. Oh, no. It can't be any worse than the original one. Ugh. Yeah, that that was pretty bad. <laughs> Have you ever seen this show that's on TV? It's been on for a couple of years, I think. Celebrity Rehab. Well, with Dr. Drew? Yeah. He's too boring. I know. He's kind of boring, but I've been watching a couple episodes, and you got this guy who was in the movie Grease with John Travolta. Oh, uh, uh, Kinnicky. Yeah, Jeff Conaway. He was also on the TV show Taxi. Yeah. So he's on there. He is a complete disaster. Like, he, I don't know what happened. To, like, he used to be a pretty good looking guy. Now he's all, he has a hunchback and he's all, uh, <laughs> he's all shriveled up. Drugs. And weird looking. Yeah, drugs. So he's on there screaming, call nine, I swear to every five minutes, call 911. <laughs> what? Uh. He's going to call John Travolta for help. Hey, Mr. Bob, hey, Mr. Carter. Then you got this uh, uh, Gary Busey on there. (laughs) Right? So they get him on there. Is he in rehab? Well, here's the thing. Dr. Drew keeps talking to him. He's like, okay, uh, Gary Busey. um, Yes. You know, we, we... We need to track your progress this week and 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 what what have you been taking and the, well now yeah. now wait a minute now now there there seems to be some uh, misunderstanding. She I'm not here as a patient. I'm I'm here as an inspiration. <laughs> it's like uh no you're here because you're in treatment. I I am not I, I'm not in treatment. I I am here to inspire right. So he keeps arguing with Doctor Drew that he's not there as a patient even though he is and he's just, he's running around. It's like kicking things and just making noises and screaming. So Dr. Drew can't deal with him anymore. So they bring in a child psychiatrist. <laughs> to deal with him. So the child psychiatrist sits down with him and talks. And after every sentence, this was Gary Busey's response. So let's say the child's like, hi, he's like, oh, hey, Gary, um, I'm just wondering, uh, how, how's your life going? Life. L-I-F-E. That stands for, <laughs> that stands for lost in flames eternally. Oh, God, that, that is, that is what he would say. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, tell me the truth. Have you been taking drugs? Truth. You know what truth stands for? Telling ridiculous, ugly tales hurts. And he'll say something like, you know, the uh, the Native Americans, uh, the Native Americans, when they they wanted to know the truth, they they took they took you right and and they pulled out both your eyeballs <laughs> and and left them dangling out of your head. And uh, uh, if they turned green, you were telling the truth. <laughs> and he's like, all right, Gary, come on, come on, it's 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 time to get serious. We have to be serious about this. Serious. You know what serious stands for? Stupid earthlings ruin it only until Saturday. <laughs> what? what? Gary, come on. Come on. You're, you're acting like a child. Child. 
Child, you know what child stands for? Cold, hard, insecure little dude. This is the three-year anniversary of the Paunch Stevenson show. I already did that. Well, now it's official. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, celebrity death. Yes. Michael Crichton. <laughs> Crichton. <laughs> Crichton. I know. What did, he was the author of Congo, right? <laughs> Wait a minute, of all the things that he has written, <laughs> the first one you come up with is Congo? Uh, well, alright, Congo, Disclosure, uh, Jurassic Park, did you ever hear of that one? <laughs> now he wrote The Andromeda Strain, Congo, Disclosure, Jurassic Park, Lost World. Rising Sun, which, uh, I believe the movie, of course, starred, uh, 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 convict Wesley Snipes, and you know who? Sean Connery, damn it. I'm no convict. Wait, why is Wesley Snipes a convict? You don't follow anything? He went to jail! For what, taxes? Yeah. Oh, man, that's... It's not like he murdered someone. Well. It's not like he's Michael Jackson. Well. He also created the boring TV show <laughs> ER. Yeah, that show stinks. With John Stamos. Well, originally with George Clooney and Anthony Edwards. This is the final season of ER. Thank God. For the final episode, how good would this be, right? Now that John Stamos is is a, a member of the cast, the final episode of ER should be the doors swing open. Hey, every emergency. We have patients in critical condition. Everyone move away. We need help. Come on. Right. And then they, they, uh, pull away the blankets from all the people on the stretchers. And it's Bob Saget, ah. Dave Coulier, Candace Cameron, and the Olsen twins <laughs> and Aunt Becky and Stephanie. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh Lori Laughlin and Jody Sweet. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a good final episode, right? <laughs> that would be stupid. <laughs> Stamos. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Michael Crichton. Um, he he was in a sense of obviously a science fiction writer. Uh, I think you'd have to put him uh, up there with you know people like um, uh, Arthur C. Clarke. And if you're, especially if you're talking about television and movies and, you know, Arthur C. Clarke, uh, Ray Bradbury, uh, Hitchcock and Serling, even though they're, they're more or less horror. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, but, uh, kind of unfortunate. But in the last couple of years, uh, a number of very prominent, uh, authors of this ilk have died. Um, I, I know Arthur C. Clarke, I believe, died last year, and I think it was, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, Peter Benchley uh, died at a relatively younger age, and of course, he was the uh, uh, author of Jaws. But 
you know, I mean, uh, Crichton, I mean, it's it, it's an amazing, you know, list that he has in terms of uh, movies. I mean, well, I didn't know this, but in 1969, he had graduated from Harvard Medical School. OK, well, yeah, I mean, he always talked about, you know, scientific things and and that was a big part of his novels. And I think I think he was always like annoyed even though a lot of times he wound up being the screenwriter of, of the movies that were made, I think he always wound up somewhat annoyed that the director would wind up, you know, dumbing down the film from and, and not really have the, the social commentary that he wanted to, to put in there. Um, on the one hand, I, I think a lot of, you know, the stuff he wrote in the 60s and 70s and all and into, you know, all the way through amazing stuff. But uh, some of the last the last few years, uh, he really I, I I don't know where he was coming from. I mean he 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 literally spent all of his time writing and and arguing with people that there was no such thing as global warming. Wow. But uh, just looking at his uh, you know, stuff, he did the Andromeda Strain, um, which was a pretty good movie uh, that came out back in the in the. Back in the day there, I'm sure you've never seen it. No. That was with, um... Charlton Heston. I was not in that movie. I was in The Omega Man. No, Andromeda Strain is about... Uh, there's a space probe. It, it's bringing back samples of something back to Earth. And it lands in the desert somewhere. And I guess the virus gets out, kills everybody in the town... And they build this, like, underground lair, like in Resident Evil, miles below the Earth. And then the, the, the disease gets out, starts killing people in there, and then they fill out, find out and figure out how to kill it. Man, whatever. Um, he also did uh, The Great Train Robbery, uh, which was, I think that was a decent film. Congo, of course. Uh, which was not... I liked it. You know, I love Congo, the, the movie, but, I mean, it was... In terms of like serious science fiction, it was horrendous. Well, what's the difference between Congo and King Kong? Not there's not they have nothing in common. Aren't they both about big gorillas? No. 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 You watch the movies and then you come back and make a comment like that. <laughs> no, then how come? How come in in all of the logos for Congo? It shows a picture of a gorilla's face. Because they, they were they were gorillas, but they were like these kind of supposedly trained gorillas who kill people. Oh. All right. Well, I'm not going to watch it. It was bad. Of course. That's why I haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, he also wrote the novel, which became another bad science fiction movie, Sphere. What's that? You never saw Sphere? Dustin Hoffman, Samuel Jackson. Oh, Samuel Jackson, that it's automatically bad. Oh, come on. Uh, basically, they, they're underwater, and they find some ship that crashed or something underwater. It's supposed to be, like, from extra extraterrestrial, and it has this sphere that does all crazy things and whatever. It wasn't all that great. Uh, again, Jurassic Park. He also wrote The Lost World, uh, Rising Sun. Like I said, you you said Disclosure. Uh, he wrote a book called Timeline, 
which was made into one of the worst B low budget made for you know whatever cable movies I've ever seen. And oddly, it starred Edward Burns. I mean, he's a pretty big actor. So I don't. I guess this was before before he was getting big, but it was it was this like time travel thing, and it was awful. It, it was a great concept, and if they if it had if it was done as a an actual like big budget movie with proper special effects, it really could have been something. But uh, instead, it it wound up looking like Journey to the Center of the Earth. Which, by the way, Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D, which we saw and we reviewed several episodes ago, yes, is uh, coming to home video on DVD in 3D with 3D glasses. All right, well, we'll discuss that in a second. Anyway, he also did uh, Prey, which was another bad miniseries that they did. Uh, ER, he co-wrote Twister, you know, the tornado movie. Yeah, Helen Hunt. <laughs> uh, he was also uh, uh, part of Westworld, which uh, I, I really was not in. I did not like that. That was kind of weird. Uh, what else here? Fucking uh, 13th Warrior. That stunk. Um, he also made a, a graphical text adventure game uh, on the Apple II and other computer systems, 1984, called Amazon. And I don't think it was very good. <laughs> but supposedly it was a significant commercial success. I don't know. Never heard of it. Uh, well, it was Apple II. It's going to have that. Apple II, Atari ST, Commodore 64, and DOS. Yeah, so he was born... Uh, hey, 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 hold nah. on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. It's too much. There's good stuff here. This is good stuff. I'm reading this on Wikipedia. Apparently, in 2003, he gave a lecture at Caltech entitled Aliens Cause Global Warming. What? How? So it's even worse than him not believing in global warming. He expressed his views of the danger of consensus science, uh, especially with regard to what he regards as popular but disputed theories such as nuclear winter. Yeah, okay. The dangers of secondhand smoke and the global warming controversy. This guy really had gone off the deep end. According to Michael Crichton, breathing in poison smoke isn't unhealthy. No. Okay. So uh, let's see here. He was critical of widespread belief in extraterrestrials and UFOs, citing the fact there's no conclusive proof. Uh, he says the Drake equation cannot be tested, and therefore SETI is not science. Uh, I would probably agree on the SETI part, but the Drake equation is science, so shut up. Although he's dead now, so I guess he can't argue. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then he was, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's saying DDT was not a, an environmental, uh, was not bad on the environment. What the hell is he talking about? Um, Jake the Snake Roberts was very dangerous, damn it. <laughs> this guy is out of his mind. Uh, yeah. Well, he was also married five times. Uh, well, he's dead now, but he was closing in on Larry King's record there. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Half of the time when she gets married, it's like a complete joke. Nobody believes it. it's like Liza Minnelli. Was it? <laughs> but... <laughs> Wasn't she married to Michael Jackson for a day or something like that? Elizabeth Taylor? No, I don't think so. No. 
Um, Michael Jackson, I think, was only married once. Oh, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ugh. Um, anyway, but at least Larry King, he's actually, like, gotten married, like, the old-fashioned way. But he just keeps getting divorced. Well, who wants to be with him? Well. Look at him. I got a dough! Oh. <laughs> he looks like E.T. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, Journey to the Center of the, center of the Earth. Uh, I was actually going to bring this up, too. It is on DVD as of October the 28th. In 3D? Yes. There is, there's 3D. There's a 2D version. There's Blu-ray. I'm reading here. There's somebody saying that the high-definition Blu-ray 3D uh, first printing may only avail be available for a limited time. Future editions may not include the 3D version. Why not? Uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I, I was looking at that because I saw the I saw a commercial for it, and uh, yeah, the uh, the 3D glasses are the kind of like that like they're like one lens is red, like pinkish, one lens is like green, so it's that anaglyphic. 3D. They changed it for the home video. Yeah, well, how else did you expect them to uh, show it in 3D on a television? The same way we saw it. Uh, no, that cannot be done on a television. <laughs> it can. <laughs> the 3D probably stinks now. They probably ruined it. I'm sure they did. Anyway, Michael Crichton... Back to him again? He was born October 23rd, 1942. He died November 4th, 2008. He was 66 years old, and he died of cancer. You know what annoys me on Wikipedia? On the, on the, um, on the right-hand side, there's a little sidebar with the person's name, statistics, things like that, and it has the birth date, the death date. And then in parentheses, it says... Like, for example, here, Michael Crichton is age 66. So that's good. That's handy. Don't have to do the math. <laughs> but the annoying thing about it is it doesn't say age 66. It says aged 66. I'm going to, you know, tonight I'm editing every single Wikipedia page and taking out the D. Call 911!